you or someone you love have scoliosis? Are you wondering what's next? What is life going to be like from now on? Or is this even a big deal? Hi, my name is Dave Butler, and welcome to the Scoliosis Experience. We are here to talk with real people, both patients, parents, and providers, to bring hope and clarity to the road ahead. Thanks for joining us, and let's get started. In today's episode, I am talking to Skylar, who's one of my PT students, and she is unique in that she has a lot of experience with scoliosis. Skylar had a spinal fusion to correct for scoliosis when she was in college, and as she was in PT school and looking to do internships, she saw that my clinic had an internship available, and she wanted to come and learn more about scoliosis treatment. So just a little bit of background on physical therapy school and students. I have physical therapy students that are in the clinic fairly regularly. They have internships that range from six weeks to 12 and sometimes 15 weeks where they come in and they learn how to treat patients in the real world. And in my clinic, they learn how to treat scoliosis to to a certain extent. So we were really excited to have Skylar in the clinic. She was really excited to come because of her history. And the more I talked to her in this episode, the more I realized that she has a lot of experience and knowledge and advice to give others with scoliosis as well. So this episode is a great episode for those who have had surgery, those that are looking to have surgery, those that are diagnosed, uh, as well as anyone looking for some advice on how to uh, how to live with scoliosis post-fusion. So I hope you enjoy this episode, and here's Skylar. Hello, welcome to this episode. I'm here with Skylar. Skylar's one of the PT students from Rocky Mountain University that we get to have in our clinic. We've been pleased to have her in the clinic for the last five weeks. This is her last week here, and for part of her internship, she has to do something related to education. And so we talked about it and she has some experience with scoliosis. I thought it'd be a great opportunity for her to do a podcast episode with me. me. So Skylar, kind of introduce yourself. Um, Well, my name is Skylar. I'm from San Francisco. And as Dave said, I am a DPT student. I just finished my first year at Rocky Mountain University. And it's been really great so far. And I just finished my first clinical rotation this week. So I'm just excited for what's next. Yeah, the end of this week, you head back to school to not do as exciting of things. So well, maybe they're exciting. Yeah, just maybe not quite. more studying. Right. But labs are fun. So right. I'm so yeah, forward. she was she had a six week inter- internship here with us. Skylar has quite a bit of experience with scoliosis, more than I do, actually, personally. And uh, just maybe, Skylar, tell us what your first experience with scoliosis was. When did that happen? My first experience with scoliosis wasn't until my sophomore year of high school. I had no idea I had it um, until my doctor told me to get x-rays. And from the x-rays... I found out that pretty severe scoliosis. I had a 45 degree right thoracic curve. And with that, I was told that I needed surgery or don't go the surgery route. I heard that 
bracing wasn't an option because I was too old. I'm a sophomore in high school, but I was still growing, but I was towards the end of growing, so they thought bracing wouldn't be effective for me. So that was like my first um, experience with scoliosis. I had no idea because I didn't really have any pain. Hmm. Um, So that's interesting. A 45 degree curve that you didn't really know about until you were 16. Yeah. So did did you notice it? Like looking back before you were 16, did you notice anything that was off? Did you notice like a difference in your waistline? Did you, was there anything that may have looking back been more evident? Honestly, I, I didn't. I remember taking the surveys um, uh, that the surgeons have you fill out and they're asking you like, how do you feel in your clothing and stuff? I didn't um, notice anything yet. Um, until maybe until college actually that my clothing didn't feel comfortable it like lopsided and then I actually noticed the prominence more Um, but I didn't really notice it until I was diagnosed yeah and that's interesting because I mean we're not really looking for it until there's something to look for right correct just in, in the general public so 45 degrees you were in high school what did you decide to do? You said you were given the options of surgery or not surgery, or you know, what did you decide to do? So, in that moment, um, I just listened to my parents and we discussed about it. And based on the surgeon's information, um, they said it would be like an easy correction. So we thought surgery was the best option. So I was scheduled for surgery that summer. And then a few months went by, and I told one of my friends about it. Her dad happened to be a spinal surgeon, so I got his second opinion on it. And he told me, based on my pain level and based on my growing pattern, um, he said it was safe for me to postpone surgery for a while because I had minimal pain, and then I wanted to do... I had the option to do track in college at small... Uh, D1 school, so I decided that surgery I could postpone it for a little bit. Hmm. Yeah. So, with postponing surgery, you realized that it wasn't an urgent thing right then. Right. I think sometimes when when we hear the the term surgery, it's like, oh, it's it's needs to happen really soon. But that wasn't really the case with you. So you ended up going to college, ran track. Yes. Take us from there. What happened? Um, well, in college, um, it's hard to be a student athlete. Um, I was more stressed and I actually started to notice some pains in my back in specific spots, um, under my right shoulder blade and the, my lower, um, I guess my lower, um, my lower back, I noticed it more and I kept having reoccurring injuries. Um, I kept having, um, straining my hamstring every year on the same side. So I wasn't sure if that was related. I'm not sure if it is related or not, but yeah. Definitely could be, yeah. It could be related, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, But throughout college, my curve just kept getting worse and worse. So from my sophomore year in high school, it went from a 45 degree curve and then my last measurement was a 67 degree curve, so it grew quite a quite a lot. Um, but I started to notice it quite a lot, and I don't know, scoliosis is just there. Um, you kind of learn to ignore it for a little bit, but sometimes it's just like tapping at your shoulder all day long, and you're like, oh, 
it's there yeah. yeah kind of in the back of your mind like you have a big test coming up that you're yeah dreading yeah so progressing from 45 to 67 that's significant progression so no wonder it started to to create some issues and create some pains and things like that so you were scheduled for surgery maybe tell us how that went how did surgery go yeah i got surgery um once i finished college and with spinal fusion i was gonna i got my um, spine fused from t3 to l1 um, so we preserved the lumbar, just, um, they said with this fusion, it'll help correct my lumbar curve. And I think it pretty much did, um, eventually. Recovery after surgery, I think the hardest part was the first month. The first week in the hospital, um, it's kind of rough. Um, you're in bed all day and the most exciting part is to go on your daily walk exciting with the, P- with the PT, <laughs> with right? With the PT, with an OT. It, yeah, it was great. Um, but once I got sent home, I think the that one month period, what made the hugest difference was my parents were really awesome to me. They would take me on daily walks every day. Um, you definitely notice a change in your exercise capacity. Doing one lap around my block was so tiring for me. But I pulled my way up and I remember like, finishing one month post um, fusion and was able to do six miles of walking in a day and I was so proud of myself (laughs) and the one month mark after uh, getting your fusion it marks this um, you could get physical therapy and I was really looking forward to that and building my way up. So tell us how that went you're in PT school now so you kind of have a different perspective on on physical therapy but how how did that go? Yeah, uh, my physical therapy, um, we just focused on um, building my strength in my scapular region and then also maintaining my hip strength as well. Um, I thought that it went well, and then we also worked on my core strength. I guess, like, knowing what I'm learning in school now and what I'm um, learning from this clinic, I kind of wished it was more specific um i could explain like um being at this clinic it's kind of cool i've seen you work with um, spinal fusion patients and how you still work on um their posture and that forometric machine you have and Mm -hmm. seeing their posture improve like how even after spinal fusion um your right shoulder blade might be back more than your left and how like even working at, at that after post fusion you're able to correct that or even your pelvis imbalance I really liked seeing that at this clinic and how it's really specific and individualized to the person and how they felt like their posture was improving and sh- they felt like they're able to maintain it more through strength and stability I thought that was a really cool aspect um, that I kind of wish I had more of but I'm taking away some of your notes I learned here for myself because I still, um, I think I'm like four or three years post spinal fusion. I still have a pelvis imbalance where uh, my hips shift to the right. I still have my, um, my right side is more prominent than my left. So I still have those imbalances and I could definitely improve my posture. And I think that will help me in the long run. 
Yeah, what's interesting to me is even around here, most patients after spinal fusion aren't referred for physical therapy. So uh, that's good, in my opinion, that you were referred for physical therapy. And it was focused on strengthening and getting, getting that back. But how much better would it be to focus on the imbalances that still are there? You know, most, most of the time that surgery isn't correcting the curve completely. You yeah. still have a lumbar curve or you still have, you know, rib rotation and things like that. How much better results could we get from treating specific to the curve? Cause you still have scoliosis. You just yeah. have a fusion that's controlling it. So I think, I mean, good that you were able to go to physical therapy, but in the future, I mean, how how much better could we treat scoliosis that way? So, did you have any pain after surgery? I had no pain after surgery, just like the first couple of weeks from being post-op. But as of now, I have no pain, no complaints whatsoever. Yeah. You've been able to get back to running? Yes, I was able to get back to running. Um, by the sixth month, you're clear to run. Um, I love to run. It's like... The one activity that keeps me sane, it's the one activity that I could turn off my brain and not think about anything. So that was really important to me to get back to that. Um, But my return to run, I kind of did it on my own. I Hmm. gradually, um, I started with running one block and then walking the next block. And then I slowly built my way up until I felt comfortable. The initial run was kind of interesting because I'm not, I wasn't used to the impact, but I felt safe because the surgeon said, like, you're <laughs> A-OK to go. So I went for it, but not too hardcore. I just gradually built my way. Yeah. So were you ever worried during recovery that you wouldn't be able to get back to running? Was that ever a concern? Um, No, I wasn't really worried about it just because I've met a few people who had spinal fusion and they gave me the reassurance that everything will be okay. And I kind of just trusted that. I trusted my surgeon, I trusted my physical therapist um, that I went to before. And I don't know, it's just trusting yourself as well. I think that makes a huge difference when you believe in it, yeah. And I wonder how, how helpful was it to connect with other people who had gone through it? Was that really helpful for you? Yeah, it was really helpful. Actually, like one of the persons that I connected with, she didn't do physical therapy after, hmm. but um, just getting th- that reassurance from other people is awesome. Or even like on Instagram, I DM'd someone who was a power lifter who had a spinal fusion because I was worried about um, going back into lifting and I wasn't really sure about the load and um, getting back into that and then getting that reassurance as well was pretty cool. So most of these connections that you made were before you had surgery? Um, some or of them. Some of them some were. Some of okay. them were, yeah. And it, from what I've seen in patients of mine that have had surgery, getting those connections and getting that uh, you know, knowledge that someone else has gone through it and been okay, I think is, is really helpful. And I wish there were more, more groups uh, to do that. How, how did you find those people? Um, well, the first person I found out was through, I did a, a clinic for one day. It was yoga for scoliosis. And there was only one young girl in that class besides me. 
Um, so I connected with her and exchanged emails at the time. Um, we both really tried, um, but... Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so she was the first person I connected with, and I just stayed <laughs> in touch with her yearly, here and there, sending emails. She got her <laughs> fusion before I did, and then hearing that she did okay with it. And she actually ended up at the same college as I was, and we're from different states, so it was interesting. Wow, that is interesting. Yeah. Huh. Well, cool. I bet that was really helpful to know someone before and kind of go through it together. That's, Definitely. That's probably something that most people don't get, so that's great. So let's uh, let's fast forward a little bit, three years or so, um, and you're in PT school. Yes. So in PT school, I mean, you've done uh, your first year of, of uh, education through PT school. And what education have you had on scoliosis? Yeah, so education on scoliosis in PT school, we just know the basics. We know what scoliosis is, we know um, the degrees of curvature, and we know um, when someone um, may need surgery based on their degrees. We learned about cob angles. And then other than that, we learned about like how it affects your called, um, cardiovascular system, um, if it's severe. And then from there, all we learn is to treat the deficits if you work with a scoliosis patient. So, if they have weak hips, work on strengthening their hips. If they're having um, trouble with their posture, work on their posture. I guess in PT school, we kind of learned that there's no way to slow down the progression. We could try through like stretch, stretching and strengthening, but not really anything specific. Um, it's more just focus on the deficits and functional movement, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and that, I think that's what, when I was in PT school, you know, ages and ages ago, um, it was very similar. We learn what it is, we learn kind of how it affects the body in different ways, and we learn really minimal ways of treating it, stretching the concavity and strengthening right. the convexity. And it's it, it makes sense because most PTs aren't going to come out of school and treat scoliosis for a living. But I think it's important for the, bu the public to understand that not everyone is specialized in scoliosis treatment. So how did what you were taught in school compared to what you've learned in the last six weeks or five weeks? Oh, I learned so much in the last six weeks. Like, it's a little, scoliosis is really complex in how you treat it, and you have to pay attention to the little details that make, like, the biggest changes and also with scoliosis, you're not going to see change for quite a while. Um, but it's what really tests a patient, uh, patient's patience, <laughs> um, literally. And seeing that change is definitely over time in those who do their exercises. But what I learned in these past six weeks is just like the little intricacies of scoliosis and how to treat it. And identifying different types of curves because not everyone has the same curve we just think the s curve but there's many different types and figuring out like where's the pelvis located which where are the prominence prominence and whatnot and just 
really envisioning everything and how like tiny little movements and tiny little posture cues can make a small change over time. Right. And it's very different from how we're, we're taught in school. I mean, just like any specialty, if you go deeper into that specialty, you learn more about that. And I think it's no different with scoliosis treatment. So, um, have you tried any of the exercises yourself on yourself? Yes, I actually yeah. have. Well, cool. How'd that go? Um, it's really difficult, um, but it's, it's, there's a learning curve. Oh, definitely. A huge learning curve. I've videoed myself to see what I look like from the back. And then I, because I know what type of curve I have, and we discussed it, mm-hmm. and we know like which way my pelvis shifts. And luckily I got to do the forometric scan, mm-hmm. which is really cool. So I know I have a better understanding of how my body's positioned. And I'm just like applying your um, method to it. Um, but I've only tried the seated position, um, really focusing on breathing um, mm-hmm. into the concavities and figuring that out. Like, but it's it's kind of hard. Oh, not yeah. kind of hard. It's a challenge, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, it's definitely a yeah. challenge. So, and that's really cool to take what you're learning and seeing with a lot of our patients, because your your curve before surgery was the most common curve that we see. Right. And uh, so you can kind of extrapolate that a little bit and use that in in self-treatment at, at home. I mean, you don't have pain with right. your back or scoliosis, but it doesn't mean you can't improve the imbalances that you see or that you, that you feel. Do you still have a hamstring that gets pulled easier or anything like that? Um, I'm not doing... I run for fun now. I don't wear a watch. <laughs> I'm not going for time. I have no concept of speed. So, and even with like college track, you're doing a proper warm up every time. So it wasn't, it wasn't just that. I'm not sure. Right. Maybe I wasn't listening to my body, but right now, um, especially as a PT student, I'm really aware of my body and when I need to rest and advocating for myself because I feel like when you're an athlete you kind of just keep going with it you don't want to like slow down but slowing down might be better sometimes but yeah right. no more injuries as of now don't jinx it please <laughs> <laughs> we won't talk more about that yeah <laughs> but I think listening to your body is a big a big thing not just with runners but with people with scoliosis and with um, I mean anything with back and disc herniations and and everything we need to be more aware of what our bodies are telling us and when we learn to listen to that then we can change what they're doing we can we can modify things so what what recommendations do you have for anyone with scoliosis you know someone that may be looking at surgery or someone who may be just diagnosed or any anywhere along your journey what advice would you give to them i think anyone with scoliosis just know that your journey is your own um everyone has a different experience with it some people have pain some people don't have pain with it some people have pain with a large curve some people don't um so your journey is definitely yours and um i think with that being said um look at your options. I think as a, when I was younger, I had no idea there 
there was such thing as physical therapy. I didn't know there was exercises for it. I think um, getting more educated on it because I remember just having a five minute to 10 minute conversation with my surgeon about it. And I thought the only options for me were surgery and just postpone it to later. And I just lived on with my life. Um, there's definitely like, stuff you can do in the meantime for yourself. So definitely look at different options out there, reach out to people. Um, that's how I connected with people with scoliosis. It's just talking and meeting others about it. And it was actually pretty comforting to know that I wasn't alone in it and you're definitely not alone in it, but your journey is your own. Yeah, I think that's, that's great. I especially like that you reached out and connected with other people because I think that helps immensely. That's, that's amazing. So one last question. Do you feel like in the future as a PT, you want to treat scoliosis? <laughs> I've thought about it. I really have thought about yeah. it. I think possibly there's a lot of things I'm interested in. Yeah. And I'm really glad my first clinical experience, I got to do it here because I learned about your clinic like two, one and a half months before I started. Mm-hmm. And I emailed my clinical advisor. I'm like, can I please go there? <laughs> And then three days later, they emailed you and you allowed me to shadow here. And I've been having a really awesome time. Um, I definitely want to gain confidence in myself before I specialize in a field. But I mm-hmm. definitely think it's a, an opportunity that I would consider, definitely. Yeah. Along with your track athletes that you want to trade and things like that. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But But I do think you come from an interesting background that would give you you know, a lot of understanding of what your patients go through. And I think it's, we've seen it here. We've seen some patients who are looking at having surgery and you've been able to answer their questions that I, maybe I could answer, but it wouldn't be coming from the same, same experience. So yeah, I think that's great. Not that you have to go into scoliosis treatment, but, uh, but yeah, who knows? Who knows? So, well, thank you, Skylar, for doing this, uh, this podcast episode with me and I think it definitely fulfills your assignment. Yes, it definitely <laughs> fulfills my assignment. Please give me an A. <laughs> there you go. And uh, I think people can learn a lot from your experience and thank you for sharing. Yeah, thank you. Glad to be here.